6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. We know over the last uh, few days... Um, you know and I know that there's been a lot of talk about COVID and, and we know that there's a lot of COVID fatigue as well. But, but there's also been plenty of talk about the uh, COVID variants of concern. We know the B117 variant first identified in the UK and the P1 variant first detected in Brazil is now hitting Alberta and BC hard. In fact, Dr. Hinshaw announced over the weekend a significant outbreak of the P1 variant, but didn't provide much detail. We do know that uh, three variant cases of the P1 were found at the Drayton Valley and Hinton offices of TW Energy Services. As I mentioned, the mayor of Edson has some big issues with the lack of communication from the province over this, and you're going to hear from him uh, coming up. The last time that we had an in-person update from Dr. Hinshaw was last Thursday. Uh, The premier joined her at that time. There was some thoughts at that time about whether or not some new restrictions might come into place then. And at that time, there was no announcement made, just a lot more pleading, a lot of please follow the rules, please, um, you know, uh, you know, look at your personal responsibility, just a lot of pleading for Albertans to uh, follow the rules that have been put in place. Well, I can tell you that uh, Dr. Hinshaw is holding her news conference this afternoon at 3.30. Premier Kenny is now scheduled to join her. You'll hear it here on 6.30 Ched. Right now, though, wanted to learn more about the P1 variant, the Brazil variant, and we're joined by Dr. Craig Jenny, who's an associate professor of the Department of Microbiology, Immunology, and Infectious diseases at the University of Calgary. Dr. Jenny, welcome back to the show. Good afternoon. Uh, it's, uh, it's nice to have you back on the show. So you know what, um, Dr. Jenny, first off, how worried should Albertans be about, uh, I mean, we've, we, we, we've, we've heard a lot about the B117 variant, the UK variant, but about this P1 variant, the Brazilian one, how concerned do we need to be? Yeah, I, I know you know it, it starts to lose its meaning, but but it is something to be concerned about. That this is a variant that spreads at least the the real world data that the data we're getting from Brazil, in fact, suggests this spreads even more easily than the the UK variant. And and by more easily, we're talking two two and a half times mm. more easily than the original strain. Uh, so you know th- this does have the potential to explode very quickly, and we're seeing that right now in British Columbia. The, the mutations that it has, I know that there's a couple of ones that are making it certainly stronger than than the original uh, COVID SARS-2. Can you get into that a little bit? Have you looked into uh, those mutations, what they mean uh, to to no. us listening? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, not all of the mutations, uh, but, but some of the, the meaningful ones yeah. basically mean, mean the, the receptor the virus uses, the protein that's on the surface of the virus that sticks to our cells is better able to do that and that's because it has to take a special shape on to stick to our cells and these mutations both in this one and in in the b117 mm. allow it to stick to our cells a little bit better and that gives it an advantage so that you know we can be exposed to fewer actual virus particles and they can still result in an infection you can imagine if, it, if it's more random then you've got to be exposed to a lot of virus before one will mm-hmm. actually get into your cells these guys are just better at it and that's one reason why they spread fast 
clusters, it doesn't take much of them, and they will cause an infection. Can they re can, can they reinfect someone who has had um, let's talk you know the first strain uh, that we've been dealing with? Would yeah. would one of these variants be able to reinfect? So yes, they can. It doesn't mean it's going to happen every time, but we are seeing people that are seropositive, so they have antibodies in their blood for one of the original strains of, of coronavirus, are now becoming infected with some of the variants. So they can evade, and in fact, the, the Brazil variant is good at evading. Um, so the, the, the good news, if there is good news with it, is the vaccine still does a good job of covering this variant as well. Mm. So natural protection, a little weaker, vaccine is still covering against the, this p1 variant all right so that's that's some good news because i know a lot of people right now are wondering okay well what about all of these vaccines do we know if one of the vaccines uh, does a better job than the other no not really they, they okay. seem to all work fairly well again there's so many numbers out there for talking about protecting infection protecting spread protecting the, the numbers i tend to focus on is that all three vaccines do a good job of preventing severe disease so intensive care unit and, and worse uh, uh, death so they, they, you may still get infected, but if you're vaccinated, the risk of severe disease goes down dramatically. So uh, we, we've ta- we, we mentioned that the P1 variant can be um, quite a bit more transmissible than the original one. What about, um, you know, the, the worst, are there worse side effects? Is, is um, the, the possibility of dying higher from, from a P1 compared to um, the original COVID? Yeah, so that's one that the data is now still evolving and and emerging. So looking at the data out of Brazil, the answer would be yes. But I I think we have to be careful about comparing apples to oranges. Um, We know a lot more about the the B117 or or the UK variant because we've got substantial cases in Canada and we can see its effect on the same population as the original strain. The the P1 is still fairly new to Canada and, and, and although it's growing quickly, the numbers are still small to really know. It does look like it puts younger people in in the Mm. hospital but as far as the the ultimate outcome we're still unfortunately learning as we go with this particular variant Mm, dr craig jenny joining me this afternoon when you're looking at how this uh you know the number of um vaccine the the amount of vaccine getting into albertans arms your thought right now doctor uh we we need more it has to go faster um you know this is problems at multiple levels vaccine supply vaccine mm-hmm. administration uh, I, I people i talk to confusion about who qualifies who does not qualify uh, at the end of the day we're only going to get through this when the bulk of the population is vaccinated and that that just means getting the shots into the arms as quickly as we can we we, we know that these viruses mutate and continue to mutate i mean is this the is mm-hmm. this the never ever never ending song the never ending story yeah. um that that will just go on and on and on uh, unfortunately it will i mean over the long haul over over many years we're actually going to see this converge so many of the mutations are going to result in the same thing because each one is trying to make the virus better and and they're all going to come to the same conclusion that that there will be a better virus doesn't mean it makes us more sick mm just means the virus works more efficiently for, from a virus's point of view. So over time, many of these variants will find they're actually going to continue to mutate and they may converge into a more common strain. But uh, unfortunately, yeah, we, we will be dealing with variants. And the one thing that drives that is the more infections, whether it be in Canada or around the world, the more times this virus replicates, increased chance of a, a variant emerging. Mm, all right. And so the other, the other side of that is we need to get uh, as much vaccine into folks' arms as possible. 
Absolutely, yes. When you look at the R value, I'm looking at some numbers today, and I think it was the the, the R value uh, in uh, in the province today was 1.24, and in Edmonton it was 1.27. And I know for a longest now, you know, the goal is to have that down below one, and as far as possible down below one as 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 you can. What does this mean for what um, the numbers that we could see here in the coming weeks? Yeah, so those numbers are exponential growth. You, you, we are going to see not only high numbers every day, but every day the number of new cases getting higher and higher and higher. And that's reflected already in the data on the ground. If we look back at the beginning of March, we were talking two to 300 new virus cases a day. Mm-hmm. End of March, that was over 1,000. Uh, that will continue to grow. In fact, our curve right now could directly overlay what we saw the middle of November mm-hmm. of 2020. And, and unless there's some significant significant changes uh, that <laughs> this is not going to slow down and significant changes you mean a couple of things probably more more vaccine getting into arms and, and the potential for more restrictions being put back in place unfortunately probably both the, the good news is with the vaccine right now we are hopefully and the data is supporting it mm-hmm. we're going to s- reduce the loss of life in alberta yeah. great news i mean ultimately the what we were after but that does not stop people from being admitted to the intensive care unit and there can be lasting effects from that severe disease so until the bulk of us are protected which is likely a couple months down the road you know we still have run this risk of spiking viral numbers you know dr jenny a couple of people texting in wondering about um you know the the information about the possibility of someone who's been infected with the uh the first i'm going to call it the first covid the whatever it is the first covid mm-hmm. um and you know now possibly being able to be infected by the p1 variant if they any idea uh, i've read a couple of reports uh, on this but um i mean is there some backup data somewhere on that Yes, yeah, so so we we definitely see this in uh, in laboratory experiments where we take the blood and ask can blood from somebody who has been previously infected with one of the original strains neutralize the new one and and the, the results there are actually pretty sad. Um, but when we look around the world too, when we look at people that had been infected last year before the emergence of these variants, unfortunately some of them do get reinfected. Mm. The, you know, overall the good news is that, that that second reinfection or that second infection seems to be more mild okay. but not in every case some people actually have a worse second go than the first and we don't know exactly why but uh, it, it's again just further reason even if you have been infected and recovered when you qualify for a vaccine to please uh, get vaccinated someone wanted to know just in on the text line now dr jenny about about transmission and you know i think it's important to remember that transmission of this is through aerosol droplets right that is mm-hmm. what we've been told all along. Yeah. Someone's like, okay, well, what about in a supermarket? Can I get it there? Is it the same all the way along with all of these variants? Very much so. Uh, what is different is, again, the amount of virus you have to be exposed mm. to. So if it's a lower amount of virus, there is a possibility you could be infected at a further distance. Mm. It also suggests that if there's droplets on a surface and you touch them and touch your face, there could be, again, a- an enhanced risk over the original strain. Just because the smaller the exposure, the, the, the increased chance you could be infected with these variants. Mm-hmm. Okay, so again, we go back to still wearing masks, washing your hands, using hand sanitizer, all the things that we've been told all along. <laughs> exactly. They continue to work. It's just <laughs> these variants can exploit uh, any lapses of judgment we make. So the, the, the measures we've recommended are still very effective against uh, both of these, the UK and the Brazilian variant here in Alberta. Mm-hmm.
interesting stuff. All right, Dr. Jenny, always appreciate your time. Thanks for this. You're more than welcome. Take yeah, care. Yeah, take care. Dr. Craig Jenny joining us. He's an associate professor of the Department of Microbiology, Immunology, and Infectious Diseases at the University of Calgary. So, yeah, we've been talking uh, more recently, certainly over the past weekend, there's been more attention being placed on that uh, P1 variant, that uh, Brazilian variant, as it's known. And as Dr. Jenny mentioned, and if you want to take some time to do some reading, you can find out that it does have a few of these key mutations that we touched on. Uh, one of them, apparently, uh, evades antibody response, making it possible for people to be reinfected or for vaccines to be less effective. And that's according to some emerging studies. But we do know that the vaccines, in some cases, while they might be less effective, they are still effective, you know what I'm saying? It uh, has a mutation that helps the virus spread more easily. And there is research that suggests that it is up to 2.5 times more transmissible than the original COVID-19 strain. So that, in a nutshell, some of the key mutations with the variant from Brazil. 780-496-0063. Curious to know where you're at. I know certainly over the weekend, there was a lot of people really ticked off about the lack of information that was coming from the province, the lack of information on where these outbreaks were, the details about those outbreaks. And here's the thing, when that information is not put out there i mean all sorts of rumors then fill the air right um guessing and wondering fill that space and uh, most of the thing that one of the things that i've always known about crisis communication or communication about a serious issue is to make sure that you get the important information out there as soon as possible now dr hinshaw saying yes we wanted to make sure that the uh, the investigation is complete, that it's thorough, and she mentioned that it was complex. Um, we know that the mayor of Edson, who uh, a couple of the cases are in his community, saying that he hadn't been told by HS, is really ticked off about that. You'll hear from him coming up in about uh, 20 minutes or so. But having... You know, I, I saw a communications professor, uh, professional uh, put this out today. Crisis, works in crisis. It says a lack of clear communication. Lack of constant clear communication can oftentimes lead to a lack of compliance. A lack of coordinated messages leads to confusion and misinformation. And a lack of leadership it can equal a lack of trust and uncertainty. And I, I'm seeing a lot of folks calling for more leadership right now 